I think Amy Luby wants to do it. Go for it. I was thinking I was tardy, so I forfeited, but all right. No, you got nominated. <laughs> no, you're this nominated. Is, nominated. It's, yeah. that, it's that bone-crushing Catholic guilt right that I just live with. <laughs> I'm always feeling shame. Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchek, James Kernan, Amy Luby, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts technology community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Well, welcome everybody to the SMB Community Podcast. This is Amy Luby, uh, one of the newest members and super excited to be here. Uh, we've got the OG Carl Polichuk in the house, uh, Amy Babinchak, and James Kernan here joining us today. So let's kick this thing off. What are we talking about today, folks? Everything. I, yeah, I have to say, nobody called me the OG until I started talking about the National Society of IT Service Providers. And then I got on all these podcasts and people would say, here's the grandfather of managed services. And I'm like, wait a minute, how did we skip over father? Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what it is, Carl? It's the Wikipedia thing that you made however long ago. That's, That's what I'm where a grandfather. Yeah. Well, it comes. So it mentions you, myself and Eric Simpson. And I, I can't tell you how many times, at least on the vendor side, analysts and journalists who have wanted to do an interview and referred back to that old Wikipedia post or page, whatever we call that. It, it's used in research, in understanding the history of managed services. So we should ask Chat GPT. I would. I just logged in. I was just going to do that, Carl. Okay. I am so. This is so not fair. I every time I go, I can't log in. It tells me it's busy, and then it asks me for my my email to let me know when it's ready, and it's never ready. I never get an email. It it tells me that it doesn't have any idea who I am. So, you know, I've just been hiding in the world in plain sight. So, but I think it's the Wikipedia because. Um, you know, Carl's Carl's gets a response for it. Jay McBain posted his response, you know, that it gave him, which was both accurate and inaccurate, because he's probably not the only Jay McBain in the whole world. So oh, yeah. you get a you get a mashup, right? <laughs> right? Well, I always get confused with an Amy Luby who is a um, real estate agent somewhere. Oh, that's a coincidence. There's an Amy Babinchek in Pennsylvania who's a real estate agent. Really? Yep. There so not be that many Amy Babinchaks. You know, my dad's family uh, moved here from Pennsylvania. So I'm sure we're some kind of shirt tail relative, but I don't know what that path is. Yeah, that's a unusual name. Like like Kernan, it's uh, semi unusual. There's a, a famous uh, horseback rider or equestrian in Ireland named James Kernan. So I frequently get Google alerts. Hey, there's some you know, industry news going on out there with about James Kernan. I know so, a guy named Kieran well, from Australia, and he actually belongs to a club of people whose name is Kieran, whose first name is Kieran. Huh. Oh, wow. That's cool. So, so, James, you would have a really great GPT. It would talk about how you're in a, an amazing sales coach and leader football player and Olympic equestrian rider. You'd be, yeah. you'd be, <laughs> you'd be like, the most amazing guy ever, world weightlifter. 
I, I did try that and it it did pick up some other weird things from other people, which is pretty funny. So um, anyway, you might that, get a gig as the new most interesting man in the world. There you go. <laughs> as long as I don't get called grandfather, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Carl. <laughs> I, you know, this is a problem. It really is because uh, Carl's getting called grandfather. And every everywhere I've spoken recently, they introduced me as legendary, which is just a euphemism for old women, I think. <laughs> hey, Amy, that is nowhere that's nowhere near as bad as matriarch of the channel. And that has been an, an accusation toward me. And I'm like, Ouch. wait a minute. Wow. Not okay. Yeah, those are some fighting words. <laughs> you can call me many things. But matriarch uh, is but not okay. Kind of, but it reminds me of like uh, Dame Judy Dench or something. You know, <clears throat> you, you're, yeah. you're 25 years too young. There you go. Side note on the Irish uh, lineage: uh, Thomas O'Luby was a significant figure in the formation of the IRA. So O'Luby. <laughs> yep. Come from a long line of rebel rousers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> literally in my DNA. <laughs> Linode, a top infrastructure as a service provider, has resources specifically for helping MSPs explore the alternative cloud. Discover this growing market, one of the best kept secrets in building a scalable, thrivable, modern managed service provider business. Learn about the cloud provider landscape, improving KPIs, security, and more in Linode's free book, The MSP's Guide to Modern Cloud Infrastructure, available now. This resource and more at linode.com slash MSP radio. So I know one topic that you talked about last week, I missed last week's podcast, but you guys were talking about um, uh, the unemployment rate and, uh, you know, a lot of good people out in the channel looking and uh, something, you know, normally, uh, you know, as a, as a growth coach, you're working with growth minded MSPs, right? And they're constantly, you know, we always say, you know, always be recruiting, you know, always be recruiting. So there was historically the last couple of years since pre-COVID, it, it had been a, a significant shortage of people, good people available. And it kind of seems like that's slowly changing, uh, starting, you know, maybe the end of Q4. And, and certainly in January here, there's a lot of people looking for work. And some customers of mine are now saying, oh, my gosh, you know, I've got a dozen candidates when before they wouldn't have any. Good. So it's kind of interesting. What are you guys seeing out there? Um, similar, but that, and I, I can only, well, not only, my most recent experience with the vendor side of the channel, um, what I'm seeing is, well, one, I mean, we've seen in the news, the major vendors, manufacturers, software companies that have been laying off folks. Um, but even in our MSP space, uh, there've been layoffs. Um, there've been emerging vendors who have really, you know, come up over the last two or three years and they're just silent um, you know, I, which is really interesting, but, um, coming back from that, the salaries are going down. Mm. Um, you know, it, it was pretty, you could get a pretty nice salary, um, in the vendor space, especially if you had MSP experience, whether it was vendor MSP experience or being an MSP crossing over. Um, and I'm not seeing that I'm seeing, a lot of shoring in of those dollars. 
And I think that that's consistent with the fact that all the layoffs are at the big, big, big companies, right? So yep. to the extent that the vendors are uh, representing large companies with over 500 employees, they're the ones who are laying off. And as Amy mentioned last time, there's been a lot of hoarding of employees. Microsoft like increased by 50% during the pandemic. And so now they're shedding 10% or 5%. Um, that seems like a very reasonable you know, trimming of the uh, overgrown <laughs> bushes. Yeah. Um, so, but I think it's good if it brings down the the wages and makes it affordable because an MSP can't pay $180,000 for tech, right? It's just, it's it's better to not grow than to go bankrupt trying to hire an expensive tech. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Well, I don't know if they're actually shedding people that MSPs are going to want to hire though. Good point. You know, they're mostly, um, they're going to be developers, they're going to be project managers, program managers, that kind of stuff. So this is probably a good boon for vendors to pick up some great people, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's so much in a, uh, an MSP play. Mm -hmm. But if it brings the salaries down overall, that's a good thing. Yeah, we've, uh, we've had the uh, um, inflation, wage inflation has really it is pretty hard, you know, even existing employees, right? They wanted that seven and a half percent. And if you're mm -hmm. an MSP, it's not, you know, it's hard. Yes, we can raise our rates, but it's tough to have big wage increases like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's tough even for vendors too. I mean, frankly, although I, I found it pretty consistent in the vendor world to adjust every year um, based on CPI. So they uh, they do it. I don't see it in the MSP side, yeah. hardly at all. It's a good time. It's a good time to uh, to recruit. You know, there's a lot of good people out there. And I've always said, you know, when you find an A player in the channel, whether you need them or not, you need to try to grab them and put something together where you could, um, you know, bring that person on in some capacity. So anyway, keep keep your eyes out because there's good good people out there. On other tidbits of news. Uh, what are you guys, are you guys following the Elon thing? I can't talk about it on the other podcast. Dave, Dave will not allow more than one Elon story per uh, six month period. <laughs> That'd be plenty of Elon stories for me too. <laughs> and I'm a little tired of it myself. I don't even, so I don't even know what to do with Elon this week. <laughs> I just think he's super interesting. I, I, I think he's villainized a lot in the media and I, I just find him fascinating and it'll be really interesting to see this culture shift and how it pans out. I Yeah, but yeah. at this point he's getting interviewed and questioned on everything. Mm. Not it no nothing to do with his companies or you know it's just like, "Oh, you know, what do you think about what's happening in some small town in Korea?" and he, you know, and and they assign an opinion to him whether or not that's his opinion, who knows, but Right. He's the he's he's the clickbait today. Yeah, he's the he's the one selling all the newspapers, that's for sure. Um, but uh the one interesting thing kind of tying into uh I guess to one of the platforms that um what's it called? The the TikTok equivalent in the United States that supposedly Twitter owns, uh is um uh you know, with all the, the security issues going on with China. You know that multiple states now are banning TikTok, right? 
and you know they're not letting their employees use it. So more and more people are following suit. So TikTok is is slowly going out of the picture, and then now Elon's looking good again because the Twitter company that owns uh, I forget the name of the platform. It's called Holiday or something like that. Um, uh, you know that's that's kind of the new you know new queen uh, on the block. So. It uh, it'll be interesting to see how that all all plays out. I never really got into TikTok anyway. You know, I well, heard I, I, about it. In the I beginning. did a, a video recently about you know you don't have to follow every one of these social media trends because there's TikTok and Instagram obviously, and uh, but there's you know Clash and Triller and Bite and Funny Mate and Cheese and <laughs> there's, there's literally hundreds of them and uh, you. You have to go figure out where your audience is. If you if you are going to go to TikTok, you have to tell me a story that you actually have clients who are hanging out on TikTok and would actually look at anything you posted there. I, I was there's somebody and you guys may know who this is. I don't know um, a guy named Kieran or Kiernan. He shows up in my Facebook feed and TikTok pretty regularly. He's an MSP consultant or something um, who's making great use of TikTok and it's but it's like little sound bites on best practices. Mm-hmm. And when you say great use, he's he's got an audience and he's getting clients. I have no idea if he's getting I don't know if it's turning into dollars, but visibility, I mean, he's more visible to me than anybody in this space that I would know. That doesn't say much, but, you know, he's making great use of it. And I don't know, maybe it's my algorithm, you know, because I'm like, oh. The marketing consultant, Kieran Maloney, is uh, uh, out of Ireland. That's uh, I've seen him online as well. I don't know him or don't know his stuff. Seems like a high energy guy. Obviously, that's what I'm talking about. That's him. Yeah, great, great answer on TikTok. But uh, and then. Not that we're going to continue to talk about Elon Musk, because I don't think uh, we're supposed to, but I agree with Amy Luby. Uh, he's a fascinating businessman to me. And, uh, you know, he's just done some amazing things with technology, uh, with his organizations. And uh, uh, I'd, I'd keep an eye on him, even though the Twitter stock got, uh, or the, um, uh, you know, his Tesla stock. Yeah, Tesla stock took a beating. You know, I think, I think that's a good buy. So. Well, I think it took a beating because he took such a financial risk buying Twitter. Yeah. And it's yet to see if that's going to pay off or not. Yeah. True. The latest Wired magazine, which I, for whatever reason, shows up physically. I can't get them to stop sending it to me. Once you subscribe, it's everything. You get a d- digital and paper. Uh, anyway, it, uh, it's it got two articles about Twitter, and both of them just sort of carte blanche assume it's dead. Hmm. Like, oh, so you know, uh, is the is the death of Twitter a good thing or a bad thing? It's like, wait, you skipped the step. Right? Yeah, yeah. What? I'm not dead yet. You know. Well, how much do you guys use Twitter? Like, do you do you actively try and build followers and engage in Twitter? I I post. I don't. Uh, and and I I browse for, you know, the standard seven seconds. Uh, I like anybody I like, and I um, go on to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah, I post occasionally. I consume Microsoft's content. 
although a lot of Microsoft moved over to Mastodon, so I created account over to over at Mastodon. It seems like the whole IT security community, Microsoft and others, moved to Mastodon. So I followed them over to Mastodon. Yeah, I have a Twitter account and post occasionally, but it's more of a, a feed for live or real-time information for me. But I, I don't I don't really use it as a as a business tool. You know, I spend more energy on LinkedIn and Instagram and, and Facebook. So how do you use Instagram as a business tool? I use it for my photography and gardening stuff, but I have never tried to use it as a business thing. Um it it doesn't convert much on the coaching consulting side, and I don't I don't really push it. To me, it's more of the personal, more of my personality comes out on Instagram, I should say, where I'm not so politically correct. Hint hint. But, but she, on, what kind of pictures are you posting? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's dancing. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Dancing in my underwear. Um, but, uh, it's more, it's more fun. You just got a I'm, surge of, of right. <laughs> new followers <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> so Dave Seibert goes to every show on earth, like literally, you know, you name a show in the IT industry, he goes to it, but he goes to other shows too. And I, I turned the recorder on. Because Dave started talking about going to Concrete World. Why okay, did you go so, to Concrete so, World? So in, in, a, in a three and a half week period, CES, Consumer Electronics Show, right? That's that's obvious. To yeah, me. but but that's not exactly solution provider stuff. Right? No, no, okay? but it's good. Yeah. Uh, and then that SHOT Show, which, uh, you know, ammos, guns, grenades, <laughs> rocket launchers, you know. Fun, fun things that, that are totally solution provider based, right? Concrete world, which, you know, you, you would think concrete, it's gray, it's boring. What are you going to do with it? You know, and, until you've seen uh, an impact drill that can drill through an eight inch concrete hardened floor in two seconds, that's exciting stuff. And, and if you if you put in any ladders, uh, any any uh, four post racks or anything like that, you actually have to drill in concrete, right? So, or at least some of you do. <laughs> <laughs> in and, California, we do. There you go. And and next week, next week is uh, a National Hardware Show. Everybody needs to see the latest, you know, hardware widget. So, so is this actually good for your industry for your business, or is this? just interesting and then you get a sense of how people market and how people like is there a business lesson here somewhere you know there is as funny as it okay first of all it is, is it fun absolutely uh you know does it help the msp business of course not not really <laughs> uh you know ces actually does uh because yes, no, CES, I, I'm, I'm sold on ces that's not yeah, a problem yeah. but 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 concrete world and, and shot show and, and national hardware show it doesn't do it damn thing for an MSP. But but it is a lot of fun and life is short and we we work hard, we should play hard. Exactly. Well, you know, one of the one time I was in Las Vegas and I can't remember what hotel it was, but the Home Depot show was there. And I remember one time going up an escalator, long escalator, and everybody except me had a tool case in their hand. And it was like a good size toolbox 
that they got brand new for sitting in on whatever the last seven are. <laughs> you just got to wonder how many of those got shipped home as luggage. Like, oh, I'm just going to put my socks in the toolbox and <laughs> put hey, my let name. Let me on. tell you, at uh, at Concrete World, because uh, I was there on on the last day, uh, on Concrete World they have a, a diamond tipped uh, bits. And they also have, uh, you know, like if you're trying to get tile off the floor, okay, business application, you can go to a new client, they got a computer room, it's got tile on the floor, they want to replace the tile because it's discolored. Now you know how to chip it off the floor, right? There you go. But uh, but anyway, they had this like 30-piece uh, kit of these diamond-tipped drill bits for concrete. And it's like, here you go, take one with you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so you do walk away with a little bit of fun swag that's useful. What, do you, what would you pay for chat GPT? If, if that's something that's so popular, we have to charge for it. Nothing, because it's not up consistently. No, no, no. By, uh, assuming that they get some money and they, they decide to in install all the knowledge in the universe. You know, I, I don't expect to ever pay anything for chat GDP directly. Mm. I think it's it's just a tool that's going to be integrated into other applications, right? This thing where I can go to a website and type stuff in, this is just a, a beta, right? So, you know, when I go to my my uh, Publer, which who I use for posting now, I expect that on their back end, they're going to eventually subscribe and when I go to enter my things, it's like, here's, you know, it'll say like, here are 10 suggestions for how you can, you know, modify this, this content. Yep. It's what, have, it's what should have happened with IBM's Watson. It should have been embedded. Yeah. It, yeah. it would have lived. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Watson is still alive, but it's, I mean, it's being sold at very high end stuff. So. Right. Uh, right. Should have been but, embedded technology though. Like I mean, should have been everywhere. Yeah, and that's what Microsoft is doing, right? That's why they've invested so heavily in in the OpenAI company or project, whatever they call the thing, because they've got their they've got their Dali product already, which is Designer, and um, ChatGPT is joining the Azure AI family. So, you know, but so you think that the current product that everybody loves and is going insane about will cease to exist? Yeah. Wow. I can't, to me, that just means that they'll leave a gap for an alternative AI to fill because I think that people actually want to go play with it. They want to go do that. Well, there's other platforms too that are out there, but yeah, I don't know that it'll go away for like like what it is right now, where you mm -hmm. can go to a website. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. The embedded model is is where they'll make their money licensing it out. Yeah, to all these other platforms, so they don't have to create the technology. The days of it going up and down will be over when you know once they start figuring out how to spend that ten billion dollars Microsoft gave them. There are also a lot of fake uh, G Chat GPT websites out there too. I noticed last time I went to go use it, I saw all of a sudden my search came up instead of with one, it came up with like twenty oh. options. That'd Do you want awesome. the open AI slash chat GPT? I, I think awesome. uh, the question and it says, oh, you should join Amy's peer group. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer to every question.
Well, Again, feed it, uh, feed it the sponsored ad. That's a sponsored ad. <laughs> <laughs> One of the tools that bloggers use a lot is called Jasper AI. I've yeah. not used it, but I mean, it's similar. They, it's the same concept. You put in the topic and keywords and it'll give you 10 different versions of a blog. Huh. So, I mean, ChatGPT, I think, got the air cover because Microsoft is investing in them, but they're not the first to market. Well, I see the ads for, you know, this ad was written by a robot. Uh, shouldn't yours be as well? Or you're reading it or something? I've never clicked on one because I just literally know that I'll be going down a rabbit hole and never stop seeing those ads for the rest of my life. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did that with Jasper AI, unfortunately. I. I had to I had to report it, you know. I was getting retargeted too much. <clears throat> it's like, hey, back off, simmer down, Turbo. Jeez. <laughs> you know, so, so, well, I'm I'm pretty excited about uh, Orlando, Florida. Uh, so, being in the Midwest, anytime I can get some sunshine, I'm all over it. But uh, I'll be down in Orlando, Florida, at a cybersecurity mastermind event with uh, ThreatLocker. Uh, uh, March 30th and 31st. I'll drop the link in there to uh, to register. But for two two days, two days of uh, of content around cybersecurity, we'll be there with um, uh, ThreatLocker and other complementary partners in the cybersecurity space. And it's it's really going to be about you know what's in your stack and how to sell uh, more security, how to have that awkward conversation uh, with prospects and and your current customers. More importantly. Um, but uh, looking forward to that. So watch out, and pretty soon I'm going to be really tan. So just read <laughs> Carl. <laughs> awesome. Um, I don't have an event per se, but I'm going to be in Norwalk, Connecticut, on the 23rd of February, meeting with a big group of our CMIT MSPs. So if anybody's around slash in the area, I'd be available for happy hour, dinner, whatever day before, day after. So fun. Very cool. Well, I'm going to the ASCII event in February. Um, and uh, that's in Southern California. So it seems like a hop, skip and a jump, but it still costs money for airline and hotel and everything. So yeah, but I'm going to hang out for a few days. Uh, and if there's any sunshine, I will probably wander over to the beach as well. Is that their first one this year? I, I, I don't know if it's their first one, but it's certainly the first one that is close to me, right? Sure. I try to go to one in, you know, when they're in California, right? So didn't they kind of reboot their format? They, uh, I, I remember some buzz at the beginning of the year. Guys yeah, seem like expensive and, and whatnot. Um, I think it's just ASCIIEvents.com would be my guess. But uh, uh, yeah, they, they are, have... I don't know, some minor change in the format. I'm sure it's still 97% uh, vendor content, uh, but it's also good marketing and it's good. Uh, I always like networking with all the good folks there. Oh, yeah. No, they're good events. So I, I've been a member of ASCII probably, I don't know, 20-ish years. I'm just going to throw that out there. Cool. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of there's a ton of events coming up. So over at the National Society of IT Service Providers, we are trying to get a booth at all these events. So if you run an event and you want to uh, give us a table, uh, we will find some one of our members nearby and uh, make sure that they show up with it. Uh, you know, 
tablecloth and some handouts and some stickers to give away and all that. So uh, let us know. Send us a note. Well, we have our uh, big CMIT event every year. This year it'll be um, end of August. Everybody's going to want to come to Austin in August. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear the sizzling cement right now. Right. <laughs> It's yeah. true of every conference. They love to put them into the off season, which means you're always traveling to everywhere in its worst possible moment. <laughs> CompTIA yeah. is the worst. They're literally like, oh, we should be in Miami in August, September. We should be in Vegas in August. Like, oh, Chicago oh, okay. in March. <laughs> yeah. yeah, March. Whoops. We're, we're trying something uh, different and it's outside hurricane season, what? but we're going we're gonna to do an event on a cruise ship. So in December, so December 11th through the 14th, I think it's a four day Mexican Riviera cruise off of the coast of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, so, and that one's going to be, you know, I'm always so focused on the speakers and the content and exercises and, you know, this one's going to be fun. So uh, if you want to learn, but have fun and learn a little bit and then have a lot of bit of fun, uh, you know, we'll be uh, we'll be promoting that soon because that that'll we only have limited spots available. And that so is that like down to Puerto Vallarta? Yeah, it kind of goes down the Mexican River. I think it hits uh, Catalina Island first and then goes goes down the coast and then comes back up. And uh, yeah, we made it four days. We're just going to earn normal events or two days. This one's just going to be one day of of business content. I figured that's, uh, uh, that's the max time I could hurt all the cats and keep people captive in one room before. Isn't, isn't Catalina up. Island kind of cheating? Cause it's like a mile offshore. <laughs> it's, it's further than that, but yeah, it, uh, it is uh, just off the coast. Uh, it has a very, have you guys ever been to Catalina Island? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing place. I did a couple events there with my old company uh, Networks Plus when we were down in San Diego, but we, um, uh, it's it's a fascinating island, and I think half of the island or most of the island was owned by one of the original uh, Chicago Cubs uh, owners of the baseball club, and they used to have their preseason over there. Nice. Uh, yeah, there's uh, some interesting history there. So, so you have to take the landscape. boat over to the island to go see the baseball team. Yeah, yeah. You, you people would ferry over. The last time I was there, I took a little tiny, tiny airplane, <clears throat> and uh, Amy, with her adventurous life, was probably been in them before. But it was just my wife and I in this little four seater plane, and you could lean forward with your seatbelt on still and move the curtain, you know, to say hello to the pilot. That's how secure it was, but also how tiny it was. And it looked like we were flying directly into the side of a cliff. And at the last minute, whoosh, he went up and then the runway's right there. Wow. And, uh, after screaming and wetting my pants, uh, we landed <laughs> safely. This is the TMI uh, for James. <laughs> yeah. Check him out on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Anyway, it's a fun, fun place, fun place. Awesome. Well, um, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Love talking about all the topics. We've got Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and the OG Carl Polichuk signing out. Thank you, guys. Yep. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, 
Please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.